And right now I want to welcome Jerry. Jerry, you've been through a tough time, huh? Yeah, I have. Um, I didn't know you were on every day because I only get it once a week. Oh, it is only once a week. Oh, Yeah, you are correct. (laughs) Because, no, we get it on Sunday night on uh, WBMT. Oh, okay. Um, yet, no, it's it's played, it's syndicated, so it's around the country. So, it's Jerry, tell me what, what's going on in your life. I know you've been through some pretty, uh, your wife died, right? My wife passed away three years ago. She had myasthenia gravis. You ever heard of it? Uh, yes, I have, but I couldn't tell you exactly what it is. A muscle weakness? Yeah. Heart. And... What, and she had it in her breathing, but that's not what caused her to die. Yeah. What happened was she had um, she had uh, pneumonia twice. Okay. And the first time she had it, she went into a hospital in Washington D.C. because that's where we were we were living in the Washington D.C. area okay. for over thirty years. And and uh, the prednisone she was on caused her to have ulcers. So then she. So it's complications. It, yeah. So she got better, and then she got uh, was rehabbing at home, and then got pneumonia again, and I had to nine one one her to a hospital. Oh. Then she came back home, and she got uh, she, uh, she was on oxygen a little bit, and she could take it off when she wanted to. Yeah. And then one Saturday morning, she just said she thought she was having a myasthenia attack. Yeah. And she, uh, I said, "Are you breathing all right?" She said, "Yeah." She asked me to give her water. I gave her water, and she just collapsed and died. Oh, my God. So that's a major trauma that you've been through. Yeah. And you were married and for 30 years, you said. 40 years. Oh, 40 total. Yeah. yeah. And so your question is that you're a, is it a son or a daughter won't talk the to you? The son yet? that lives in, uh, he's a rabbi. Okay. He lives in Teaneck, New Jersey, and he hasn't talked to me. What do you know about that? Why do you think that's the I case? I don't know. The only thing I know is that... Uh, he had cancer also. Yeah. Uh, a few months before she got sick, and uh, he tried pulling, getting power of attorney from her, and I have no idea why. And he, she had no idea why, and she said no, and uh, hasn't talked to me. Okay, so you have no clue at all. Are there any other siblings? Do you have any other children? No. So it's just your son who is a mystery to you and has been since for three years. Yeah. And no clues at all from relatives or anybody, no. friends? No, no. He's, uh, my in-law, I'm in Montreal, as you know, and uh, my uh, in-laws don't talk to me either, and they don't, they don't, my son doesn't talk to them either. Okay, and I'm assuming you made some effort to reach out to both your in-laws and your son? Yep. Okay, so you're left with a major trauma, not just your wife suddenly dying in front of you. No. Nope. But what goes through your mind? Because here's the problem, and I'll pause to ask you that in a second again. Here's the problem. When I don't know, when I can't make sense of my world, in two major areas, why did the in-laws cut me off? Here I've gone through this awful trauma, and my sons cut me off too, and I don't know why. When you've gone through a trauma like that, your own mind goes searching. Why might they have cut me off? What is your mind feeding you? I don't know. I have no idea. 
just no idea. So there's not, there's no big issue going on like I had affairs or uh, that, you know, I ran away with money or I was an alcoholic or something like that. So if that's the case, what do you know about them that might help shed some light on it? I have no idea. You still don't. So how are you dealing with it then? Not dealing very well. And not only that, I have other problems like when the movers moved me, they just they didn't fulfill their contract. They double charged me, and I can't find an attorney in Virginia to help me out. And my place is a mess. And okay, so uh, it's been really, really hard for you to move on in your life. Right. So here's a piece of advice that I actually um, came from a book, um, and that's that you don't it, when when you have a trauma like the one you've been through with your wife, mm-hmm. you can look at it as the end of a chapter and now you're starting a new chapter in your life. Right. And you're the one that is the author of this new chapter. And you want to make it your life. You can't do anything about choices that are outside your control, other people's behavior. Whatever is going on with them, it if if there's something they could explain to you, it would be fabulous because even if you didn't like it or agree with it, at least you could evaluate it and make sense with it. When people do what's called an emotional cutoff, just that stonewalling, you can't get through to them. They won't speak to you. Typically, our own minds just go hunting. You're saying you're not doing that. You have no, I'm sure you're doing it a bit, but you have no idea when you can't, you don't come up with anything obvious like, oh yeah, I was an alcoholic my whole life and my son's right. angry with me or I ran off with the money, or I, you know, was a womanizer, and, you know, if there's nothing obvious like that, then what can you do but look at it as three deaths or four deaths? It's the death of your relationship with your son, not the death of your son, but the death of your relationship with your son, because you can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. It's the death of your relationship with your in-laws, what can you do? I mean, you can reach out only so much, and you can't force their minds. I mean, you can reach out assertively. There are ways to do that, and you don't have to throw in the towel right away. You know, you can make a few more efforts. But the main, the if I, if you could leave with one point, it would be, whose life is it now? It's your life. Sure. And it's your happiness, and it's your your values it's you up to you to design what can bring you pleasure now whether it's in and I'm going to name four areas whether it's in your work are you working now no i'm i'm retired Okay, so if it's in your purpose you want to find a focused purpose whether or, do you have hobbies or anything no okay you that would be number 1 on, in my book, that I, if I were in your situation, I would f- spend my time, well, I can't do anything about the son and the in-laws. I would spend my time focused on what have I always wanted to do? What would I enjoy? Do I want to do some uh, hobby that I've never had an opportunity to, to do? Would I want to, I don't know, do, you don't want to wrap yourself around someone who's not here anymore or people who are unavailable. You want to liberate your mind to move on, and that takes some time. Have you gotten counseling at all? No. Okay, I would highly recommend getting a very good uh, cognitive therapist because I'll teach you thinking skills that might help you 
recapture a feeling for your own life and a motivation to move on, move past this chapter or put this book down and uh, only look back occasionally, <laughs> put it on a shelf so you can can move on. But that takes a lot of thinking work on your part. So, uh, you know, I, I wish I could, I wish I had more time. Um, the best advice is for you to grasp that it is your life and you can't control other people's actions. And I wish you the best with this, Jerry. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Take care. Thank you. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on on the Rational Basis of Happiness, toll-free, 1-877-DRKENNER. When I entered my marriage, I left my true self at the door. Now I don't even know who I am anymore. My girlfriend doesn't want to make anyone mad. I never know how she truly feels. And I'm clueless when it comes to pleasing her sexually. She won't express what she likes. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.